Hi, I'm Allison Hare. I am a former corporate executive documenting my journey to find a new way to live and work after burning all the way out of that life. Welcome to the Late Learner Podcast, where we explore fresh, modern, game-changing, and proven approaches that just plain work better for you. So what are we late learning today? Well, this one's going to be really different. It's going to be very unfiltered. It's going to be very raw. I was not going to release, I was not going to even record this. And um, I, I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm going to release it <laughs> or edit it after the fact, but I, I feel like it's time to go public. And it's funny because I, um, I'll tell you this really stupid story. When I was in sixth grade, I had a crush on this boy. He was in eighth grade. His name was Jamie Reagan. I'm sure his name is still Jamie Reagan. And I had such a crush on him. And I was fugly. I mean, in sixth grade, I had the worst hair. Like I was trying to do feathered hair because that was like super popular. Um, but my hair was butchered. I did not know what a hairspray was or how to use it. Believe it or not, I grew up in New Jersey, so I don't know how I was so late. I was a late learner back then too. And I uh, had summer teeth, summer here, summer there, summer missing, but I had this crush on this boy and he was dating this woman named Cindy Whitting. So Cindy Whitting was the most popular girl, drop dead gorgeous, cheerleader. I mean, it was like the football player and the cheerleader, right? And so I just thought Jamie was gorgeous. And so I did this really stupid thing where I put, I carved or I wrote in pen or marker or something on the bleachers, Cindy hates Jamie or Jamie hates Cindy. I don't know what it was with like a broken heart around it. How dumb is that? <laughs> but I was trying to break him up. So I had a chance. Meanwhile, I don't think he knew who I was. I uh, was such a dipshit. Honestly, I just don't know what I was thinking. But I, somehow it got out or maybe I don't even remember what happened. But I either admitted it or it came back that it was me that did it. And I knew I had to apologize. And nobody was saying you are required to apologize, but I knew I had to do it. And I remember sitting by my phone. And remember back then there were phones, there weren't cell phones. And I was sitting in my living room and I'm looking at this beige phone with the cord that had a little bit of tangles around the coils already. And I'm like, what do I say? What do I say? So I picked up the phone. And I knew I had this feeling in my belly that I just, I had to do the hard thing. And I felt sick to my stomach. And I remember this so clearly that that feeling in my stomach, that, that, stu that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up was my signal that I had to do it. Nobody was forcing me to, I had to do it. So I called, I apologized. I said it was me. I said it was wrong. And that was that. And I remember that so clearly because when I get that feeling of, oh my God, I, I, I don't need to do this. Why am I doing this? That that's a signal for me to go. And that has always been kind of the guiding light for me to be bold and be courageous when 
it really matters. And even though I don't have to record this episode, even though I don't have to say these things out loud, I feel that feeling in my stomach that I just need to go for it. So uh, I'm going to... uh, Okay, let me just... I'm going to even put this on YouTube (laughs) Um, because I'm recording right now too. And what I'll do is I will take a little break. So you may know that my new format, I've added something called the good stuff. And what is the good stuff? Stuff stands for surprisingly true, useful, fun facts. So I do one at the beginning of every episode and one at the very end. So make sure you stay all the way to the end because these are really interesting and they're surprisingly true and useful. So today's stuff is in a recent study from Toy V. Nguyen, I'm not sure, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He is the assistant professor in the Department of Psychology of Durham University. And what his study showed that spending just 15 minutes of solitude can do wonders for your mood and your mind. And research shows that after 15 minutes of being in solitude, strong emotions like anxiety or excitement drop. You might assume that solitude means being alone, but that can also be accomplished in public spaces like sitting with a cup of tea or reading a book in the park. So let this be a sign that if you've been thinking about taking a solo trip or even going to the movies alone, do it. But also, if you're kind of wound up and feeling like, ooh, I just need to kind of get still and calm my nervous system, take 15 minutes of solitude and let me know what you think. So I am giving you permission to do this. So stay tuned till the very end of this show for the second installment of The Good Stuff. Okay. All right. So here is where I'm going to start. So first of all, like I said, I don't think I'm going to edit this. And again, I'm not sure if I'm going to publish it. Normally, just to give you a little bit of behind the scenes, um, and this will set up the context for the whole thing, is that I edit every single inch of this show and have turned it up way, way, way more in the past few months. And what I've been trying to do is trying to elevate the quality of this show. So I went from a weekly show to biweekly so I could have some more time to really, really make it powerful and effective. And one of the things that I've really been trying to be mindful of is to make these shows shorter and more impactful and make it into something, you know, my ideal is like, you can listen to it on the way to work or driving your kids to school or something. It'll, you know, be less than 30 minutes or 30 minutes or so. And that isn't always the case, you know? And I think where this stems from is I get the sense, so if you are on my email list, I send out a weekly email every Thursday. And if you would like to be on that list, I hope you do go go to allisonhair.com, scroll to the bottom, give me your information, or uh, I'm sorry, put in your email and, uh, and I'll send you those emails. And so my podcast episodes and my emails are designed to be very short, succinct, 
This is my intention. Clear? And so when I write the blog post, I notice that I stopped writing in paragraphs. I write in one sentence paragraphs because I'm so afraid. First of all, I know that I do this. I skim. You skim. You know, we don't read through everything. We skim. We look at the bold things. And so I make it as easy as possible for you to digest something interesting, something insightful, something hopeful, something personal. And I get really personal on those emails. And what I started to realize is that I've been just busy here polishing, just polishing, 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 and making things so easy and consumable for you. And the reason why is because I am so afraid you're going to abandon me. Now, as any content creator knows, you need to catch somebody's attention within the first three seconds, five seconds, eight seconds, you're dead. So you think about that from social media. You think about that for long form content, like a podcast or at least mine, or a blog post of get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. There's so much out there. And so I started to think about the abandonment, the abandonment of what it means that if I'm not good enough, you will leave me. So I want to set this up and this episode up of if I'm not good enough, if I am not worthy, you will leave me. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. (laughs) I'm already getting emotional. So more behind the scenes, I've been working on this mastermind. So some of you may know, and as I said at the top of this episode, I left my corporate career of over 20 years in technology sales, and I left it a year ago. And when I tell you I was so burned out, I did not know the depths of my burnout until I started to unwind a year later um, and really see how much I lost of those years and years. So I, I was in technology sales for over 20 years. And when I left, I was so burned out. I was so just depleted. Every inch of me was depleted where I left without a net. I left without a plan. I have this podcast and this blog. I knew that this podcast and the blog And some of the other things I do completely light me up, whereas that felt like such a drag. And I was like, there's got to be something here. There has to be something more. There has to be something more. And I had some really tough conversations with my husband. And we are a two-income family. And I took a big income and just stopped, just stopped it and said, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. I have to bet on myself. I'm going to figure out how to live and work in a way that feels aligned. I'm going to prove that I can earn a great living doing what I love and without burning out and after burning out. And so what I've learned over the past year are many, many things. Um, And I did some very conventional things. But mostly a lot of it was unconventional. And 
what I decided when I left was I wasn't going to make, I I had one decision that I made when I left. I wasn't going to make any decisions until I could hear my own voice again, because everything was telling me, what the hell are you doing? You have two kids, you've got a husband, you've got this house and this life and kids in private school and things and vacations you want to do. Why are you taking this away when you can, you're skilled, you can go out and fix this by getting another job. And everything in my body was like, no, no, I've, I've got to, I've got to pursue this. It was really terrifying. And, um, So I started to pursue, you know, like, how do I hear my own voice? Because all I heard was my own trauma, was my own shame, was my own, you know, societal programming saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? When my heart was like, no, no, keep going, Allison, you're so close. So every time I was like, you know, I I better go get a job. And I'd start looking and everything in my body would just tense up, you know, and uh, and it it just, everything was saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. And so I started doing all kinds of wild stuff. So I did two 12-hour walks. I did a solo overnight hike. I did, uh, I climbed the, the steepest peak in Colorado. It's called the Manitou Incline. I uh, did psychedelic assisted therapy and started pursuing that, you know, and under the care of shamans and uh therapists and all kinds of energy healers, tarot readers, Reiki healers, anything so I could I could expedite this process. And in the meantime, I had started working with this personal branding agency called um called Brand Builders Group and I um I am a I am still a client of theirs and all I wanted to do at that time was rebrand my podcast. I knew it was doing it was going somewhere, but I didn't know how to have clarity around this podcast. And this will make sense too. So you remember I told you about, if I don't do this right, you are going to leave me. If I don't serve this up in a way where you, I, I don't keep your attention all the way through and make it so incredibly brilliant, you're going to leave me. If I don't make it worth your time, you're going to leave me. And so I have been, so fast forward a year later, right? Here we are. And since then, I've created this, I've I've discovered some pretty incredible things over the past year, one that involves energy. And so I was so depleted of energy and having a little bit of a shift to pursue or prioritize what are the things that light you up? What are the things that light me up? How do you create margin to pursue the things that truly bring you back to life? And, you know, whatever those things might be is how you get your energy back and how you do it profoundly. And what I've noticed is boundless energy, which is unbelievable to feel that where I'm starting to feel like, all the social anxiety, even post-pandemic of just, I don't think I have energy to have people over to, you know, be social, be as social. I think you probably feel that way too about, I've been hearing this a lot actually of just, 
I, I'm not where I was before and I'm kind of recalibrating and taking stock of what's important to me. And some of the stuff that was so important, you start to realize, hmm, that doesn't feel right anymore. Essentially, you've outgrown your container. And for me, I have outgrown my container. And what does it feel like when you've outgrown your container? Well, it feels like your clothes are a little tight, right? It feels like the clothes that you had been wearing that have been so comfortable, they might be getting a little ratty or they might be tearing because you've just worn them out. And wouldn't it be nice to have an injection of something new? And so uh, as I'm thinking about the behind the scenes, so I am building a membership and I have created and found these incredible frameworks for how to restore your natural sources of energy, how to recalibrate yourself where you have more time to pursue the things that light you up. And most importantly, how to deepen the relationships that mean the most to you. The ones that maybe you've either taken for granted or forgotten about, or the ones that are so deeply nourishing for you. And even the ones that maybe have tarnished a bit. And I have created frameworks around this and have built a membership. And in preparation for this membership, I, I decided, well, let me do a mastermind. Let me do a 90-day program where I can uh, assemble busy mothers into this cohort of powerful, strong mothers that it is not a business mastermind at all. It's a personal mastermind where you are saying yes to yourself and um, and being able to have the space or give yourself the permission to do things a little bit differently, to step out of that container into one that fits better, into one where you can open your arms wide and take up more space because you've just simply outgrown where you are. And if you're not sure, if you're, if you're wondering, have I outgrown where I am? Usually that feels like a stirring. It feels like an irritation of, you know, I've checked all the boxes. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And here I am. I've got a corner office. I've got a big title. I've got the kids. I've got the partner. And I've got, you know, like I'm, I'm not worried about putting food on my table. But why am I not happy? Why am I not fulfilled? Like, was there supposed to be a fulfillment box I was supposed to check off? Because I checked off all the boxes. I've proven myself worthy in the, the work world. But I am trying to figure out, like, why isn't it enough? And then you feel shame because you're like, God, some people don't even have this. And why can't this be enough? Why can't I be grateful enough for what I have? That is is a sign that you've outgrown your container. And so I put together this mastermind. I put together this collective of people. And oh my God, they are already seeing results. And I'm super, 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 super excited about this. Because this was like just some idea that I had. Like, could I sell this? Could it work? And it is working on the first week. So if any of that and again, this is not a sales pitch. 
you will hear the behind the scenes of this and why it's important that I'm talking about this because there's so much, I don't know, um, I don't know if I'm saying so much writing on it, but it is shining a light on what is where I need to show up in my most truthful self is this particular mastermind and why it's so critical that I show up honestly with it and be as real and raw and unfiltered and transparent. And if I cry, I'm going to let myself cry and not apologize for anything. Um, but this collective, this mastermind, I had set out that if people are feeling like they've outgrown their container, they are feeling that they're so stretched, they don't have margin. And, you know, if you're feeling that way and you're trying to figure out like, have this vacation coming up, but the vacation isn't like a chance for me to relax. It's like being in a new place chasing after my kids, you know, and you're trying to figure out like, where is the margin? Where am I? Where am I in the middle of this huge life that I've built full of over schedule, but over, you know, full of a full schedule? Where am I in this? And if you're wondering, where am I in the middle of this full schedule? Or if you're feeling like, I know there's more out there, and wouldn't it be nice to try something new and open up new possibilities and say, huh, what kind of outfit can I try on that'll feel better? What kind of outfit will I try on that will calm this nervous heart? And not nervous. You know what I mean? Like this, un, it's almost like an unfulfillment, but you don't want to say that out loud because you don't want to seem ungrateful. And I struggled with this. Am I unfulfilled? Am I, I don't know. So if you are at all interested or feeling this, I would welcome the chance. So what I'm doing is I'm offering, and there is no pressure at all but a free exploratory call to see, will this be a fit for you? They're a 90-day mastermind. I'm enrolling people on a rolling basis for now, but this is limited. This is a beta. Um, and if you want to know more or sign up go uh, for a free call, you can go to allisonhair.com forward slash collective. I'm going to put it in the show notes. But let me explain why I am feeling so raw about this. So, so much over the past few years is how do I explain who I am and what I do in a way that's clear and succinct and it's going to immediately empower or embold somebody to want to work with me or want to keep listening, or want to share my content. And what's so funny about that is that I have worked for years to try and figure out, what do I call my podcast? It used to be called Culture Changers and for years. And nobody's Googling, how do I become a culture changer? And so we changed it to Late Learner. 
I had uh, an intuitive marketing person, <laughs> a personal, a, a branding professional, um, help me find that name. And isn't it funny that I keep looking outside of who I am? Please tell me who am I? Who am I in a way that people, other people can understand? And it's almost like, you know, I'm so multi-passionate and, you know, I have this background in sales. I have become a dance instructor in the pandemic. I never danced before. I, you know, this personal branding agency that I've hired, I help them out with sales two days a week. So I help with personal branding and I love it. It's so fun to talk to entrepreneurs and I am a mother and I have this mastermind and I am and, 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 and I'm all these things. I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about social justice. I'm passionate about humanity. I'm passionate about learning. I'm passionate about curiosity. I'm the most passionate about helping mothers who might feel a little stuck. And I know it's hard to say I'm stuck. But those that are feeling like they've outgrown their container, people that there's nothing wrong, but there's nothing quite all the way right either. And I love, oh, it is my joy taking people in that state and saying, hmm, what's possible? What can we do together? Let's brainstorm. I love it. It's such a joy for me. So how do I describe myself? Am I a salesperson? Yes. Am I a dance instructor? Yes. I even serve on the board of the uh, the national brand called Rebel. Um, it, it, it just, it, I have so many hats. And so as I'm thinking about who I am, who do I serve? What is the problem that I solve? I think about honesty and I think about I'm trying so hard to make things so clear and easy and simple for you to understand me who is complex and is, you know, the yin and the yang of somebody that shows up very, very bright most of the time, but has a lot of shadows as well. And so today I want to talk a little bit about a shadow that has really been haunting me lately. And I had an episode a couple of episodes ago, and it was with Gwyneth Paltrow's, Gwyneth Paltrow's teacher. She's a yoga teacher. And we had a raw and honest conversation about aging. And what happened was when I spoke with her, her name is Elena Brower, I asked her a question about aging naturally. And she, she came back and undressed me totally unexpected, totally raw. She caught me so flat footed. And I told her, I hate looking at my face without makeup aging. And she got all up in my shit. 
<laughs> and my goodness, you have responded. You have responded. It was very visceral on this. And I have a friend of mine that listened to that episode and he called me up and said, Allison, I listened to this episode three times. That's how good it was. He's like, it was the most brilliant I have ever, ever heard you and the most beautifully produced episode I've ever heard. And I don't know what you did or how you recreate that, but you need to recreate that because you have to be an honest broker of yourself. And I was like, wow, thank you. How do I do that? So I'm doing that today. And one of the things that has been coming up again and again, the shadow, is my polish and the, po the, the, the need to polish everything. I, I don't hesitate to say it's perfectionism. Maybe in some cases it is. There's a lot of that. You know, I generally don't care about showing up imperfectly, obviously. I just don't. But I care when it comes to this. I care when it comes to being succinct and, again, you abandoning me. And when I think about my close friendships, I've kind of stated this on previous episodes before, but I don't have a best friend. I've, I have incredible, incredible friends and people that I know support me. And I know if I called them, they would be there in a heartbeat. But it really hurts that I don't have, I think about it like the inner circle, right? So like there's like the inner circle, then there are the outer bands. And I think I fall in the outer bands for other people. And I realize there aren't a lot of people in my inner circle. There are people I really wish were in my inner circle. And I think that when I started, I'm trying to say things in a way that is not, I, I, this is not an episode to be passive aggressive towards anybody. I really want to take my culpability in this. And I realized there are certain people in my life. And, and again, I've had some experiences with people I was really, really close to and was burned deeply, deeply. And I don't know if it is because I'm a highly sensitive extrovert or highly sensitive person. You know, I'm just kind of sharing my own experience that I was just hurt, where it got to the point where I am afraid to get to invite people closer because I'm afraid they will abandon me. And I'm afraid that I'll be too much, that because I am, I have intensity and I have such a profound strength and force in the way I do things. I mean, the way I pursue business, the way I pursue 
and not for forcefulness on people, but like if I set my mind on something, I am a force to get it done. And that's just who I am. I'm the girl that gets shit done. You know, I do a lot. I do a lot. And I need a lot. I need a lot. And so I was talking to a friend of mine and she asked me, you know, because I was like, you know, I feel like I, my challenge with the friendships is that I think my expectations are too high. And if I was being honest, I think that I have not ever been able to ask for help. Like, I wonder if I asked for help, would somebody be there for me? And I think what asking for, like, I have no problem asking for help. Like, hey, do you know somebody who can help me with this? Do you know a tarot card reader? Can you introduce me to whoever? Like, that's not the help I mean. It's the help when I'm hurting and not like, you know, yes, when I tore my ACL and had a knee injury, that was an obvious pain, you know, and people showed up for me and were amazing for me. That's not what I'm talking about. I think it's the pain. I think it's the pain, especially for a girl who is confident and strong and typically always shows up confident and strong. Check on your strong friends, people. <laughs> I think it is the challenge for me to ask for help when I'm hurting. And I realize that there are people that I deeply don't understand why I'm not closer in their circle or why they're not closer in my circle. And I realized I haven't been honest. I am afraid to tell those particular people that I want more because I'm afraid they'll abandon me and I would not be worth it. And it begs the question of what does it mean to be honest. You know, I had this podcast episode probably a year and a half ago with Danielle, Danielle Byard Jackson. She's a certified friend coach. And she's, and that truly it's a thing. She's masterful. Go follow her on Instagram. But she, um, she came on this podcast and I'll link it in the show notes. And she talked about You know, I, I, we think about friendships as being so easy and effortless and carefree. And, she, you know, and we, I, I asked her because I had crowdsourced some questions, but I'd asked her about, you know, what if, if you don't want to be that friend that brings the drama? And I don't mean drama like sleeping with your husband. You know what I mean? And she said, this is what's missing in friendships is drama. Because the friendships that you have should be treated with the same importance and the same intention as your romantic relationships. 
that's how important it is. Because when you have those tough conversations, that's when the roots grow deep. That's when you have a real friendship. And I do have those friendships with certain people. And there are others that I started to feel resentment towards, resentment because they weren't, my expectations of them were too high. And it kind of falls in that category of ambivalent friendships. I actually just read an article that said it was by um, Adam Grant. It was in the New York Times. I'll link it also in the show notes. And it said, there are studies that show that ambivalent friends are more toxic than people that are hate you. Ambivalent friends are more toxic than people who hate you. Isn't that nuts? And I thought about, you know, like the ambivalent friend is somebody that you're not sure, like, am I, is this person my friend? Should I say something to them? Is it worth fighting for? Is it kind of in that weird state? So I'm sure you're probably listening and maybe, maybe you're not in your head going, I really get her. Or maybe you're going, this girl, she's whatever. I mean, I don't know. If you're listening all the way through this episode, I think you get it, right? And so as I think about um, going back to the business side of things, I've been working so hard on a sales page for my mastermind. It's called the Effective Collective. And again, it's working. It's working. People are uh, like they're connecting with each other. I had one of them send flowers across the country as a surprise to somebody else because her family had COVID. You know, like who does that? And they're getting together for walks and, you know, where they can and they're connecting with each other. It's just this amazing community that you didn't know you needed, right? Of a mastermind that's not for business. It's a personal mastermind. It's one that gives you permission to show up as you. So I'm seeing all these amazing results, right? And I have, you know, talked to a bunch of people. Um, I did it with only a PDF. I didn't have a website. I mean, I have my website. It's allisonhair.com. But nowhere on it did it say anything about the effective collective mastermind. Same with my social media, because I was so afraid that if I put something out there that didn't sound like me, that it didn't sound as powerful and succinct and clear as I needed to, that people would abandon it. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be the right thing. So I've been, you know, kind of back behind the scenes, just iterating, 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 and just continually, continuously working on it. And I realized what's happening is that I'm trying so hard to polish this when everything else is saying, Allison, just show up and talk like you. Talk like you. Say what you have to say. If it's a little more verbose, it's a little more verbose, but it's your voice. And that's where people are going to connect. And I'm busy over here polishing. So as I'm thinking about this, and as I turn on the mic, and people have told me, honestly, for years, Allison, this podcast is not about any gimmick. It's not about, 
you know, late learner podcast is not about uh, changing the culture. It's not about it. This podcast is about you and you showing up as you and just showing up honestly. And I've resisted it for two years because I never want to show like, first of all, I think, does anybody who cares about my life, right? Documenting my life. And I keep wondering because my gut is telling me, yeah, you need to lean a little bit harder into this and stop trying to polish it and put it in some box where it doesn't fit. You've outgrown that too. Maybe it is something beyond labels where you can just show up as you and be loved for who you are. You're not broken. There's nothing to be fixed. There's, uh, there's, there's no, you're, yeah, you're not broken. I'm not broken. I'm just showing up as I am with my truth and trying to get better, trying to be closer to the people that matter. And it really makes me think about, you know, like resentments are always a trigger for needing a better boundary and thinking through who do I want to surround myself with? Ambivalent people are not it. I want people who are stoked to have me around, you know, and I want to be stoked about having those people around. Those, those are the people in my mastermind, right? Like those are the people that said yes to this, you know, is like, I want to step into some, I want to step into my own light. I want to step into something bigger because I know it's in me. Those are the people that are saying yes. So I've decided that this is going to be the new girl summer. So as I told you, I have energy that has rushed back. I'm so grateful for this. I cannot believe how much I lost and how hard it has been to come back and like have that energy and that confidence come back in a different way. And what I realized is that I used to, I used to host these gatherings all the time. I love connecting people. I love putting powerful people together. I am a connector. If you are in strengths finder, I am a, a connectedness is my number one in Gallup strength finder. I think it's, um, connectedness, woo, and maximizer are my top three, if you're familiar with that. But I love connecting people. I love connecting things. My brain just lights up when you say, I need blank. And I'm like, ooh, I've got the perfect person for you. Or I can help you find some solutions or connect the dots for you. I am the connector. And I love it. And I used to do this all the time. And what I realized is that I've gotten so deep into this polishing, polishing and leaving people outside of my circle because I'm afraid they'll abandon me where I'm on the outer rings. I'm not in the inner circles of people that maybe are a bit ambivalent, you know, maybe I don't belong in their circles and that's okay. And so I want to put myself square in the middle of people that are going where I'm going. They have the growth mindset. They are ready for change. They're ready 
for growth. They are ready to do something different. So I've done two things. One is I'm the new girl. Maybe my friends are sick of my shit. I'm okay with it. I'm going to be the new girl. So I'm saying yes to activities where they involve movement and physical challenges. Um, I have signed up. There's some, I live in Atlanta and I've signed up for, I, I was found this thing called Atlanta Outdoor Club, I think is what it's called, AOC. And it's a group, it's free. And it's a membership where they have hikes all the time. Like they have events all week long, every single week, week in and week out of people just getting together that want to go on these hikes or go on these swims or go on these uh, gatherings or picnics or volunteer to um, to put these gatherings together. So I've signed up for those. I signed up for Jesse Itzler's Running Man. I hate to run. I hate to run. I'm terrible at it. And again, I have an ACL injury that I fixed a couple years ago. My knee doesn't feel great running, but I love the feeling of being with a group of people that are doing amazing things together. So I'm saying yes to more entrepreneur uh, social gatherings. I'm saying yes to more um, things with growth mindset gatherings where I can meet incredible people that are bright and happy and growth and looking for more and uh, curious. That's what I'm doing. It is the new girl summer. Will you join me? Is this something you want to do? Is the effective collective mastermind something that feels exciting for you? And if it is, or you're curious, set up a call with me at alisonhair.com forward slash collective. So I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for listening all the way through. I promised you that I was going to give you a second version of the good stuff. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. I'm not sure if I'm going to edit this. I kind of feel like I'm just going to throw it up and just let it be. Let it be. So now it's time for our second installment of the good stuff to close out each episode. Stuff stands for surprisingly true, useful, fun fact. And I'm so curious to see where you stand on this one. Here, it, this is so cool. 73% of mothers believe, okay, 73% of mothers believe they're the best mothers in the world. Do you hear that? According to a new survey of 2,000 moms, eight in 10 believe they are the driving force of their family and that the family would be lost without them. Now that I can get behind, like the best mothers in the world, but like families would be lost without them. Yeah, I think that's true. So they did more studies. This is conducted by one poll on behalf of care.com. Moms are confident in their problem solving. 52%, 50% were confident in nurturing. Multitasking, hello, yes, 41%. Organization and time management, 36%. And communication, 34%. Wow. 
Isn't that cool? I actually think that is empowering. And I, I imagine, you know, we can be hard on ourselves as as moms where it, it is kind of a fabric of our culture to say out loud, failing as a mom. But you know damn well you're doing the best you can with what you've got. And sometimes that's enough. And so let this be uh, a cheering for you and put yourself in the category of that 73% that say you're one of the best moms in the world. So that's your good stuff. So I thank you again for listening. I invite you to schedule a call with me at allisonhair.com forward slash collective. But I also invite you to share this episode with a friend or five. And if you're really feeling moved, will you go on your favorite podcast player and write a review? It means so much to me. This was a tough one to record. And uh, it's going to be even tougher to release. And I have no idea how this is going to land or if I'm going to do more of these or go back to the polished one. But I hope you can hear my heart. And if you feel this way, I see you. I feel you. And maybe it's time for a new girl summer. Thanks for listening.